Welcome back to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I'm your host, John Picciuto, and I'm very excited to have my new friend, Lauren Parrish, on the line with me today. Lauren, how are you? I'm great. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. How about you introduce yourself really quick to the listeners? Sure. Um, I am a, let's see, I'm a mom of two. One's in college, one is 10, so it's a big difference. I work full-time. I am a beauty sales consultant, so to speak. I'm a market development manager for a professional hair color um, brand, so it's really fun. It's very fancy and colorful job. That's cool. And um, my husband and I have been married almost 10 years and, no, 12, 13, something like that. Oh, my gosh. My kid's 10, so you got to do the math there. (laughs) And we have two crazy dogs and a cat. We live on a lake in Texas, so our pastimes are out on the lake, and I am also a yoga instructor. So, boom. Boom. A little bit about me. I love that. How did you make your way to Texas? Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up mainly in Texas, um, in the Houston area, and then our family migrated to the Dallas Fort Worth area and have been there ever since. Um, I did mention to you that I grew up or lived in New Jersey for just a smidge of my life. Probably the best smidge would be my guess. Yes, it was beautiful. (laughs) I do remember just beautiful things about it. And I love the snow because it's definitely something we don't get um, in Texas, except for when we had our snowpocalypse, I guess. Oh, yeah. Was that last year? year. Yeah. Earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That was 2021. Wow. Yes. I guess COVID has, has done a number. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. That felt like five years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Um, so tell me a little bit about like kind of your upbringing. You went to kindergarten in New Jersey, ended up in Texas. Like what was kind of your yeah. path from like high school to college to, um, you know, hair care specialist, yeah. beauty sales manager, mom of two, dog mom of two, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm also, I'll have to say I'm one of five. No one of seven children. So I have, when I grew up, there was five of us, um, four girls and my poor brother right in the middle. (laughs) Um, so uh, a lot of chaos, instant family, your, your family were your best friends and, you know, never a dull moment. So we, you know, we weren't, we didn't grow up very privileged. Uh, you know, we didn't realize we were super poor until we got older. We were like, wow, it was a great childhood, but (laughs) wow. You know, looking back, and uh no it was great houston just a you know kicking around type of kid we didn't get to do a lot of extracurricular activities um not really a sports kid or anything like that and then once we moved to the dallas area high school i was able to get into drill team and dance and all things shiny and fun (laughs) nice like all like pre-game halftime performances and stuff like that absolutely so very um, Texas tradition, you know, the cowboy hats, the cowboy boots, you, that's what you wore like out on the field, you know, the big mums for homecoming. Not a lot of people are familiar with how Texas tradition goes. It's pretty, pretty fun. And uh, my mom remarried. So then I had another sibling, which is, you know, adds to the numbers. And then uh, I ended up being, I guess you would call it a... Uh, what do you want to say? I wouldn't say teen pregnancy. I was 19 when I got pregnant. I was in college mm-hmm. and I turned 20 when I had my son. And so young mom, but I kept to it. I got my degree eventually, <laughs> but it is a longer path than most people take. 
Um, and it was, you know, junior college, then actual big girl college, but I did it online. And that was like before online college was a thing. Um, but it's act- actually at a local college that my son now goes to. So it was pretty uh-huh. cool to see him now go to my alumni or, you know, I'm the alumni and he's now there and it's really fun. So that's so cool. That was talking about like really a cyclical moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It came full circle. It's only about an hour away from where we live. So he is living it up, loving life and, you know, doing what I wanted to do is to go to college like all my friends did. And so I'm kind of living vicariously through him right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, give me like a little bit of context. So I would imagine I'm, I'm 35. I'm, I'm not entirely sure how old you are. Um, but I, when we were, I'm assuming we're somewhere in the, in the realm of the same yes, age. Yes, I'm 39. Okay, I'm cool, like, yeah. what, how old am I? 39, yeah. So like, quote unquote, teen mom wasn't a thing when we were kids. That was like a college kind of show. Um, did you have, I, I mean, I know, so I went to school in West Virginia and like pretty much everyone I knew that I went to school with was like married before we graduated and or had kids like at a super, super young age. If it wasn't- Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. West Virginia was, uh, it was really interesting. It was, you know, it's only six hours away, but at times it felt like a completely different world. <laughs> um, right. but did, did, was that, was there any commonality with that in, in terms of like your age group of friends? Like did other people have kids young or were you kind of one of the only people? I was pretty much, I was one of the only ones. There's not a lot that, um, did like all my friends now are just now like having children later in life at, in their late thirties. So I was definitely kind of the oddball out and it was like unexpected for me because they were like, wait, you like <laughs> they expected it out of my sister <laughs> or, you know, like one of my other friends that they didn't expect it out of me. But, um, you know what, I think it's made me a stronger person and, um, my son is just an amazing kid. So I fingers crossed I did okay. <laughs> you know, um, I, I have a very good friend who I actually went to college with who had a very similar experience, had a, had a son at like 16 or 17, like just before graduating college and coming to West Virginia. And we happened to be neighbors. And I was like, man, we had class together and she's pushing a stroller around. I was like very confused by everything, you know, being a dumb, naive 18, 19 year old kid. And, you know, listen, I'm not saying that every person who's thrust into that position thrives because there are a ton of mitigating and, you know, extraneous circumstances that can inhibit that. But, you know, I think the single mom thing can be an okay thing. I think, you know, when you get into a situation where you have someone who's, you know, relying upon you. It, uh, yeah, yeah. It oftentimes kind of works itself out. You know, you, you, it's trial by fire. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we grew up together and then later down the line, I think he was about in kindergarten when I met my husband and he had two kids already. So divorced and, you know, unconventional kind of instant family that we had because his son was just like a year younger than mine. And, um, yeah, we've been together ever since. So that was in 2009. That's awesome. And, uh, and our daughter is going to be 11, like next week. So she's super excited. You know, that's a, that's a fun age. Yeah. It's a, it's a good time of year to have kids. I feel like it's, 
uh, Valentine's Day is why there's so many kids born. Yep. I, bo- both my nieces <laughs> are a week apart. Uh, Lily's birthday was seven, uh, six days ago, and my niece Mariella's birthday is in f- uh, November 5th, so a few days. Yeah, so it's, they're, mm-hmm. they're all Valentine's Day babies. Valentine's baby. <laughs> that is funny that you you picked that out. So, yeah, definitely Valentine's baby. And her middle name is Love. Oh, that's so, awesome. But it is a family name, so it's not like we just like uh, thought it was cute, cute and yeah. it's just kind of it all goes together. So, yeah. That's awesome. And then I guess along the lines, um, when I right out of high school, cause I didn't get to go to college, like all my friends, I went to junior college since I did have a, a child, but I worked for a food distributor and I sold, uh, or I, you know, customer service worked my way up to selling food. And I used to say I sold green beans, you <laughs> know, to restaurants Um, super fun gig you're talking to chefs all day helping them with their menus selling them french fries and you know doing meat tastings and um you know just very exciting uh type of a i mean it's working in the restaurant business but not really having to work in the restaurant business Mm -hmm. i worked there for about eight years and then I moved my way to i was like okay what do i like to do my mom was always in the beauty industry she was a makeup artist ever since I could remember and she was the kind of mom that was like wait wait don't leave the house you need more lipstick on or wait (laughs) let me fix your eyeliner she would add more makeup to us whereas my friends moms would be like take that off that's so funny so I just always grew up with makeup in my life and would freelance for her so I would do makeup you know if she had a big an event something like that so I, you know, was very good at it, loved it. So I thought, okay, if I like sales and I like makeup, there's got to be a, a job that does that, selling beauty things. And then that's kind of where I found beauty sales in the niche of selling to hairstylists. So it's it just a really interesting way I found my, you know, career path. It's funny how the things that we end up like growing up with slash loving turn into our, you know, kind of careers and and you know livelihoods um because i saw a little backstory on me i I worked in corporate america pretty much my entire life and then about a year and a half ago covid started i had a job i got laid off six months in and then i was like jesus what the hell do i want to do with the rest of my life because it's certainly not being at the whim of someone else telling me what i can and can't do and you know yada 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 and here we are you know a year and a half later and kind of knock on wood, I've got everything I've always wanted from a career perspective in photography and, and this podcast to some extent, although this doesn't make me any money, but, right, but it gives you joy in other ways. It does. Yeah. Exactly. So it's funny how, you know, when I was growing up, I never realized until my parents moved and, and we were cleaning out their house that I took so many pictures on disposable cameras as a kid. And I, you know, my parents never really re- reminded me of that when I got into photography in the last couple of years, and I just thought it was funny how the things that we're interested in at a young age kind of eventually bring their way back into our lives as, as we get Absolutely. older, which is, which yeah, is such a treat. Circle. Yeah, that's awesome. So then you do 
photography as well as this then. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much my days are filled with headshots and, uh, you know, brand shoots and product photography and, and taking as many pictures as I, as I like, selling prints and, um, and booking as many of these hour-long delightful conversations as I can have because, you know, I, I think I was blessed with having like a very shitty but wonderful year and a half, right? Like I, I did a yeah. tremendous amount of uh, internal self-worth, uh, you know, work and, and figuring out the things that were important to me. And I think COVID probably did that for a lot of people. There was an opportunity for us to sit at home and re- reassess the things that were important. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to do financially well over the course of, you know, the 12 to 15 years that I've been working in corporate America and I kind of just hit the pause button after I got laid off and I was like, man, what, you know, this is like a really good inflection point in my life. Like, what do I want the next 30 to 40 years of my life to look like? Right. And, uh, I decided I packed my Jeep. I, uh, loaded it up with a couple cameras and a shitload of film. And I drove all the way across the country and back about 6,600 miles. And I just realized that, you know, the thing I want to do with my life is take pictures and, Oh my gosh, that's so fun. Yeah, it was nice. I got a a pretty generous, you know, uh, severance package when I got laid off, which was nice. So that afforded me the opportunity to kind of travel. And, you know, although there was COVID and I couldn't go anywhere, I kind of just drove everywhere, saw some national parks and saw some beautiful things and took a lot of amazing pictures. And I was like, this is what I want to do. So I've now gotten to the point where about a year, year and a half later, I've, it's kind of all starting to come together. Um, oh, and fall into so place. Yeah, it does. Yay. It's it's it's. Uh, I, I recorded a podcast that I haven't dropped yet called "Happy but Discontent," and it's basically just me <laughs> waxing poetic on the fact that I'm incredibly lucky and incredibly blessed, and I have such a wonderful life, and I'm so thankful and appreciative of it. I'm so happy, yet I'm so discontent with where I'm at with so many things because I want to be doing so much more. And it's just like this. I think so many people can relate to that though. Oh, that's so great to hear. (laughs) Maybe, I think it's maybe our age range too. It's kind of like we all think we should be further along than we are. And then, you know, you're, you're not alone. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I appreciate that because you know, you, I've had some conversations lately. Um, last week, I, I spoke with Zach Jurgensen, who is a uh, DIY wealth kind of person. He, I uh, know, I listened to that one. Oh, just great! Saying. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> you know, he had spent his entire, you know, twenties and thirties getting to a point of saving up a million dollars, and you hit this kind of like, and now what point in your life? And you know, I've reached that point. My, my, I've, I'm beyond that point of the now what. And you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have a great, huge family with nieces and nephews, and all my friends have kids and all these wonderful things. But I'm not there just yet, and I'm not sure when I'll get there. But like, there are so many other things that I have going for me positively. But it's just funny how you reach a point in your life where you're like, okay, cool, I got here. But what do I do mm. now? Yeah. We could just on a different path. That's exactly. All. So tell me how kind of, you know, from beauty sales manager to yoga instructor and kind of how the uh, cancer diagnosis and, and your breast cancer battle has kind of impacted, you know, your life over these last few years. Yeah. So um, I fell in love with hot yoga just as a, a, a personal way of de-stressing. Um, I travel, I used to travel a ton before COVID shut us all down. So Mm -hmm. 
I have a pretty large territory. I'm in Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, New Mexico, Arizona. So I would travel constantly. Um, I was gone all the time, like a road warrior, loved it. But then, you know, everything halted and we had to find a way to stay busy and still stay connected from home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all the while, luckily, I was able to really get in my yoga, like every day obsessed. And I thought, well, I still want to do this. Like, I would love to be an instructor. So on the side, during the downtime of COVID, I just did like a virtual online class. I haven't actually taught anything yet, but I finally finished it while I was off on beat um, after my mastectomy. So that would kind of fast forward us to finding, you know, my breast cancer and kind of, you know, my journey up until now. I think back in, oh, my dog. (laughs) Back in May, um, I, you know, found a lump. My dog and I was like, well, that's odd. And, you know, I I say to myself 10 years ago, uh, if I was a, you know, still a pre-husband, single mom, you know, didn't have a lot of money. I don't know if I would have initially just ran to the doctor to Mm -hmm. get myself checked. So I'm a big advocate of women being able to advocate for themselves and, and get themselves checked because totally. we, we don't necessarily do that as often as we should. And you just listen to your body. And I was like, you know what? I should just get that checked because that's weird. And that's different. I did, um, immediately went for, um, a mammogram. My doctor's like, yeah, I get it checked. It might not be anything. And I'd just been having a conversation with my mom and my sister and my grandma at a little birthday lunch. And, we had all talked about, you know, the COVID shot was making people's, you know, uh, mammograms a little odd. Huh. And my mom was mentioning she had to like delay hers. And I said, well, I'm going to go get a mammogram because I've noticed something kind of just nonchalantly. I wasn't trying to like alert anybody. There's no history in my family. So it wasn't something on my radar like, oh, grandma, whatever, and mm-hmm. auntie, somebody has it. But um, since I had never done it before, I go in, mammogram second mammogram take me to another room hey we're gonna do a sonogram hey we're gonna um do a call with a doctor and then we want you to do a uh, biopsy Mm -hmm. to me i had never done any of these things i just thought it was all normal Mm -hmm. and then of course once i did my biopsy the doctor the lady doing the procedure looked at me and was like um i'm not gonna lie i don't like what i see Mm -hmm. i do this all day long and um so i was mentally prepared that was back in May. So I found out in May. By July, I had a double mastectomy. And at first we thought, okay, well, caught it early. You're lucky. You know, you're not going to have to do chemo or radiation. So Mm -hmm. that was like my whole story. I'm like, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I caught it early. I went on um, leave. And then of course, after they, they do a biopsy after your um, initial surgery. And then that's when they were like, well, it was affected we found it in a lymph node, so now you have to do chemo and then radiation. So I was really bummed at that point. Mm-hmm. But still, luckily, like you said, super blessed to have an amazing – I do work in corporate America, <laughs> and I, that's the one beautiful thing is that I do have amazing benefits and short-term disability and you know all of the things that a lot of people don't have. So very fortunate to have a big family that you know hurtled around me and – that's amazing. Food and came and took care of me, and my sister's an ear nurse, so she was, you know, a godsend. Like all of my business, yeah, like coming to check on me and helping, you know, 
in my recovery. So I'm currently in week, I, I, I had to do four weeks of um, the real strong chemo is called the Red Devil. Oh. And I have a funny side note. I went to, I took my daughter to a uh, like church carnival this weekend and her and her best friend, you know, they're 10, 11. They think they're cute. They dressed up as devils and I just was <laughs> really embarrassed. And someone asked us, I said, if anyone asks you what you are, you just say you are the red devil, my chemo that I had to take. Cause I wore like my bald head, just proud. I don't wear a, uh, will wig lots of places so i get mm-hmm. lots of stares and when they look at me i'm like what are they staring at and then i'm like oh i don't have any hair yeah. <laughs> you know i just don't even think about it anymore it's just not a thing but it is kind of fun to try to sell hair products to people with no hair so that's <laughs> that's like a new twist well it's hard to like uh speak from my firsthand <laughs> perspective yeah. right yeah, i'm like but when i did have hair this stuff is great all right <laughs> Um, but, uh, so I've done four rounds of the, the real nasty stuff and now I'm on to, um, I have 11 more of the, I guess they, they consider it the lighter, easier chemo. So yeah, is that the, is that the pill version? <laughs> no, it's still, I have a port. Okay. So I go in every week, um, every Tuesday and I, and what's crazy people don't realize you have to put your fingers and toes in ice cold water the oh, entire time. Really? Yeah really lovely why is that um it's for neuropathy so that you don't i guess it gets to your fingers and your toes um that's kind of the same reason like your hair falls out like it's those are the first things to go it stops everything from growing oh wow it's really crazy Mm -hmm. that's crazy i I didn't know that um Mm So kind of talk to me about what that moment was like you know I, i mean you said you kind of mentally prepared yourself for the you know for the yeah, diagnosis. I but, um, really? I think, yeah. I, think I mean, you sound favorite. super chipper for a person going through yes. chemotherapy. Like you sound incredibly <laughs> upbeat and like happy. So kind of I love disgustingly that. Positive. And so, you know, like my husband's the opposite of me and we're just, it is what it is. I'm that like super positive, always looking at the bright side kind of person. Um, and like I said, in the beginning, I thought, you know, we caught it lucky and I'm all those things. So yeah, I just thought, okay, this is my path. Like this is, it is what it is. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't get, I don't know. You can't get mad at it. There's nothing you can do about it. You sure. can't change anything. You you can't look at it and go, okay, well, what if I was, because I'm super healthy and super fit, do hot yoga like every day. So my cousin who is, I love her. She says, you know, of all people, it should have been me. She smokes, she's heavy, she's, you know, she eats red meat and cheese and loves whatever. And I don't, I don't eat meat, I don't eat cheese. I'm pretty much like healthy vegan, if you want to consider it, you know, plant-based, all those, all the good things you're supposed to do. So it just tells you, it just goes to show you like, even those things, if you try to be as healthy as you can, you can't fight nature and what's going to happen you know oh totally path out of curiosity are you religious are like do you have a pretty strong faith um i would say i religious adjacent (laughs) i was yeah i was i was raised you know in church and i would say um um i have faith but I don't necessarily go to church anymore. Yeah, I'm with I you. I send a kid to Sunday school, those kinds of, you know, I send her to church camp mm-hmm. and 
allow her to make her decision. I would say I'm spiritual and I still have a very, um, a good connection, I would say with, you know, whatever it may be. <laughs> yes. Yes. With me and, and I'll be all. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, uh, actually had my, my childhood priest on my podcast and, uh, you know, growing up in a Roman Catholic family, like, you know, church was very much a weekly part of my life. And yes. my biggest issue with religion, and we don't have to get into this, but it's just, you know, how it's not very inclusive, right? They're anti-gay marriage and abortion, like all these things that just like are fundamentally ridiculous in 2021. And I just have yes. a I mean, I take offense to the fact that like a place that is, you know, preaching love is exclusionary of it to a certain number of people, which I just think is um, ridiculous. Uh, yeah. The reason why I ask though is because you know, you have an incredibly positive mindset about a diagnosis and a, and a battle that you're going through right now. And I had the benefit of speaking with a gentleman by the name of Terry Tucker a few months back on one of my first podcasts, and he has been battling cancer for like seven or eight or nine years like just like a plethora of i don't know if it was bone cancer i can't quite remember but has had amputations and like a a number of like trials and and really really just a hard hard battle that he's been going through for years and years and he had the most positive outlook on everything and it was primarily due to his faith and blind faith like that is kind of tough when you're going through a struggle like that. Like, you know, and I, uh, I was very curious what your kind of, uh, relationship with religion was because, you know, it is, it is a very simple feeling to be like, whoa, what the fuck? Why me? Yeah. You will. I think anybody could really go down that darker path and just be like mad and angry, but I'm, that's usually not my, first instinct and it's interesting to think that like i would say my faith as a child i or my religion as a child was methodist i would it's like i guess my husband calls it catholic adjacent (laughs) because there's a lot of like uh, you know communion and catholic ways Mm -hmm. but we didn't we weren't like and he grew up like baptist fire and brimstone so it's funny to relate uh, or like I'll say something and and it's like the op we just have real different <laughs> ways of Dealing our religion things. shaped us it's really interesting like ooh no wonder you <laughs> no wonder you were frightened like it, mine was definitely not the the same experience as he had so it's that's interesting that is interesting what is something like a cancer diagnosis do for like your you know, life planning, right? Like I would imagine, you know, things are not going about as normal, right? You're, you're no longer focusing on making lunch in the morning. You're like, Whoa, okay. I've got to go chemo on Tuesday. And like, what does it kind of do to what you look at in terms of like your future? You're like, I'm about to turn 40. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, It definitely. And I think COVID did that to a lot of people, but then, you know, out of, cancer diagnosis in there it definitely goes uh-huh. makes you go hmm, you know is this what I really want to do and, mm. and am I am I happy and um all of the things like um like I mentioned I'm super thankful for the job that I have and I really do enjoy it and love it because but at the same time I'm not able to do it to its full extent because I am immunocompromised at this point so uh-huh. normally I can go out and see all my people and that's what really kind of fills my cup is being able to talk and sell and 
and see salons and, and see um, my customers. But, you know, being behind Stuff, a, yeah. a screen, it, it's just not the same. It's not the same. So it's it's definitely, I don't know, it just kind of makes you think. Yeah. You know, it, I'm definitely looking at my investments better. I'm like, hmm, how do we invest this money better? Because I, you know, want to be able to retire and, and have freedom you know some time off and not just do this till i'm 60 you know that sort of thing yeah I, i'm glad you brought up the are you happy question because it's something that i ask people quite a bit on my podcast because uh it, you know it goes back to the the episode that i'm dropping soon the am i happy but discontent kind of situation um are you happy yeah does it I depend am. on the day <laughs> I think it does. I mean, you, if you asked me Tuesday, I would have been like, oh, this really sure. sucks. But yeah. um, that's that's my treatment day. But for the most part, you know, we've we've just kind of went back into our normal daily routine. Like Mondays, my daughter has Girl Scouts every other week. And then Tuesdays, my treatment. And then sometimes my mom will come over and like make me soup. And then, then she'll take my daughter to gymnastics the next night. And like, it's just it's become part of our routine that, um, you know, we're not really letting it put us dictate your life. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, Oh, I'm a cancer patient. And then, you know, I'm also a mom. It's like, I'm not gonna. I think that's like an incredibly powerful mindset. Like I, I would imagine it's not common or, you know, perhaps it is, but I would imagine that there are not very many people who are going through chemotherapy who are like able to, you know, kind of compartmentalize things in that degree. And yeah, I mean, I'm like the youngest by 20, 30 years when I'm in there. So, you know, it just, it makes me really grateful that I am a younger, healthier body to go through this as well. Cause I can't imagine being, you know, any much older and, sure. and having to fight it because I think maybe my men- mental health would be differently. Yeah. I, I would think differently. I think, you know, the the one real great thing I think that came out of the last year and a half with COVID is like, we're starting to have a little bit better of a conversation about mental health. And, you know, it's, I'm extremely hopeful. Like there was the Simone Biles stuff at the Olympics yeah. and like, there's so much like positive kind of momentum th- be behind having these kind of conversations um, that like, I'm super hopeful that like, it kind of just keeps growing. But I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, cause I had like one of those seasonal depression kind of days. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I was dreary out. It was raining. I was like super unmotivated. I was like, man, you know, nothing is going right. Everything is wrong. You know, I didn't get this job that I put in for. I didn't, you know, like X, Y, Z. It's like, I'm just such a failure. Right. And they're like, dude, like, come on. It's, it's like, you're just saying that because of what's going on outside of your control. I was like, look at where you've come from in the last year. And I think it's so easy to lose sight of like what we are so lucky to have because there are so many like everyday blessings, but there is just such a, a, a an easy way to kind of look beyond it. Yeah. I mean, I think anybody can, I mean, it's the first, it's our first instinct is to kind of go to the negatives. Like when your boss says, Hey, do you have time to talk? you immediately think like, oh, oh my God, did yeah. I not like do something right there? You know, I'm going to get in trouble. Like, we didn't do anything wrong, but why does our mind just go to that negative place? I would love to know. I would love to know. It's sickening. Right? Yeah. It's just, but it's everyone. I don't think anyone is 
free of that. I, I don't really know a lot of people, even super positive people that don't immediately go to that negative place. Um, you just have to like try to be like, no, calm down <laughs> and take a breath. That's, that's not why they need to talk to you. And you know that, you know? Yeah. I, I will say, um, and I don't know if it's a, a common theme because I have interviewed quite a few people who do yoga pretty regularly and I've very recently started doing more and my friend Jessica Miller will be extremely happy to hear that. Um, but like I started getting into meditation and yoga and starting every morning with like a 10 minute uh, meditation and then like a 20, 30 minute yoga session just in my apartment. Not crazy. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. nowhere near flexible to do this in public. <laughs> like oh, but see, that's, that's what I hate to, when people say is like, oh, I can't do this in public. I mean, yo, if you can breathe, you can do yoga. <laughs> Lauren, and I appreciate your positivity. Yogis. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate yogis do not judge. Like, because a yoga is a journey. Yoga oh, yeah. is not just like a one time, like you just know how to do it. You know, like you don't just go to the gym for the first time and know what you're doing there. Like it's a long journey. Yeah. Like you're ever evolving. But I like to know that you're at least doing something so good. <laughs> I am trying. No, but it, it's, 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 my point was ultimately that like I've noticed that in the last few weeks, like my mood has been significantly impacted by it and i hate to say that because like i'm so not like this hippy dippy yoga you know bro dude who's like yes let's be very zen very much not who i am i'm very much pour me a bourbon let me watch a football game but it has made a market improvement in my like in my day-to-day life and um i'm wondering like how how that kind of has impacted kind of like your last six months to a year like do you think that the foundations that you have in yoga has kind of helped you shape your mindset towards this oh for sure definitely i mean it 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 allows you to just kind of calm that that negative voice in your head. I like doing meditation at night to like allow me to fall asleep. Um, one thing that I do religiously with my daughter every night, I and mean, we don't necessarily say our prayers, but we say what we're grateful for that day. Mm, love that. And it can be as something as simple as um, the weather was beautiful, the sunset was gorgeous, um, that we just had a good day mm-hmm. overall. Like we had an okay day, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and that's we something got by. to be grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is something that we love to do. And then if she's having a really hard jump time going to sleep, I'll walk through a meditation with her or we'll do a guided meditation on just like an app or whatever. And man, we are out like a light <laughs> and I just find that I'm like a lot more relaxed i love it honestly i I hate to be like admitting this to my millions of listeners out there (laughs) (laughs) but it is like it has been a uh one of the funny little things because for sure in my 20s i made fun of everyone who was doing yoga i was like come on guys what are we doing here exactly (laughs) give me get rid of the granola get it out of my face and now i'm like throwing my tights on in the morning i'm bending over and like it's just (laughs) it's just very funny um I, i often talk about how like in my childhood and you know in high school and college you're like always like forecasting your your life out right so it's like i've got to do well this year in in sports so next year i can get a good offer to play college football or i got to do good on the sat so i can get to a good college so i can get a good job so like we're always looking forward and not necessarily being super present um talk to me kind of about how like uh you know a, a breast cancer diagnosis and and kind of all that is encompassing with that can kind of you know shape your mindset for not just the present, but like kind of how you look at your future. 
Yeah, um, it definitely makes you grateful for, you know, your time on this earth that you're breathing and you're, you're halfway healthy, you know, yeah. <laughs> and um, if you, whether or not you have a cancer diagnosis or not, like it's, it's definitely something kind of stops you in your tracks and makes you reevaluate things and go, you know what, I'm going to take that trip. I'm going to, um, you know, go on that vacation. I'm going to stop scrolling on the phone cupcake. so much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm going to just kind of make the time Matter. worth it, yeah. you know, and not just kind of just go day to day and, you know, just kind of roll with the punches. So, um, yeah. And I think it just kind of just makes you grateful for everything you do have and making the time worthwhile. Yeah. I love that. With yeah. the ones you love, yeah. you know, valuable lesson, like especially don't that... waste your time on things that you don't like doing. Yeah. is basically, you know, like if you don't like doing that, don't do it. Like, yeah. Don't waste your time and don't try to, be something you're not for other people absolutely because i think we tend to spread ourselves thin sometimes i personally know that i do it as a mom as a adhd ADD <laughs> person it's just it's unfortunately what we do but you know you you have to just go no i don't want to i can't do that you know overextending ourselves sometimes is tough too yeah and we're just so much at the at the whim of like the device in our hand, like the impression that we get from how many likes we get on an Instagram post and like shit like that. It sucks. I've, I've very, very, very frequently talked about how like I've learned so many valuable life lessons in like the last five years of my life. And I genuinely wonder if I could have become this version of myself in my twenties. And I don't necessarily think that I could have, I've got a lot of these conversations with people revolve around some saying yes, some saying no, but I think life is like, and, and when I say life, I mean the, the getting to the point of like comfort in your skin, like being able to be appreciative of who you are, what you are and what you want to be takes time. And I don't think like 20, 25 years is enough time for you to get to that point. And, And I could be wrong and maybe some people are lucky enough to get to that point, but I certainly no, wasn't one I of agree. them. I agree. I joke with like 20-somethings and even I say the 30s. 30s are where you really get comfortable in your own skin and, and confident in who you are. I think it does take time and I think it'll probably even just get better and better. Mm. I think my mom always said like her 30s were her favorite. Yeah, she always still says like, I feel like I'm still 30. <laughs> like I look at my body and I'm like, well, that's, that doesn't look like me. But she still thinks that's like her her prime. I'm so. so glad to hear that because I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a former writer. I, you know, I wrote about relationships and stuff on the internet and like life and these soulmates and like purpose and like all these things. And it's funny because I've never. I don't think when I was writing those things in my 20s, I really put much thought or much context into what I was doing. It was just kind of like me looking for an outlet to like going through the things that were yeah, happening, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And But like now I kind of, I get it. Like I kind of, you know, I don't waste my time talking to someone in a dating capacity if I'm not getting the energy or like the things that I need, right? It's like you start understanding your own self-worth, whether it be in a job, a relationship, a marriage, whatever it might be, like you you start to understand your own worth. And it's such a wonderful fucking freeing feeling that- Oh, it feels so good. Yes. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. For sure. For um, sure. So growing up in Texas, like I'm, I'm just kind of curious, so like you, you got into like beauty and-, and 
beauty care products and, and sales and like everything that you're doing now, like as a, a sales manager and your yoga side hustle and obviously the number one most important job being a mom. Um, but what was like your dream? Like, what did you want to be when you grew up like as a kid? Oh my gosh. You know, I, I think I used to say I wanted to be an artist, oh. which I have no, no art skills. <laughs> like I'm horrible. So I, and I think my mom even said on the first day of school, I came home crying because I didn't have art. I mean, I like painting. I like the idea of it. And I'm like jealous of people who have that creative bone. Mm-hmm. I think I always wanted it. So um, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I think I wanted to be an artist and I have no talent in that. So I put my kids in, you know, music because I enjoy it and I want them to have some kind of something that they can take away in life. Um, but I never really had like this one thing that I wanted to be. I, I don't know. I even asked my kids that, like, what do you want to be? And I think it's a hard question for kids. Yeah. It's unfair to ask a kid that. There's so many things that <laughs> they want to be. And, you know, I think, Oh, and then one thing I think I embarrassed my mom one time is they asked us who what we wanted to be. And I said, I want to be a waitress just like my mom. (laughs) And she was, you know, she hustled as mom of five and she had to be, you know, like a cocktail waitress at some point in her life while also, you know, doing makeup at Dillard's for Clinique, you know. (laughs) So she was horrified when I said I wanted to be a waitress. But I just think that's a a funny story. That's like a mom (laughs) thing, right? You you want your kids to do better and more than whatever it was that you feel like you did or didn't do. Absolutely. And I know so much about that because I'm I'm a mother of of three beautiful (laughs) I'm just kidding. I have no kids. Um, when you kind of look at like where your life is at now and we're coming through hopefully the ending of like what's been like an absolute shit show of like almost two years, um, what are you like looking forward to most like in terms of the world going back to normal? Like what are you, you know, besides travel? Because I know you said travel a bunch. But, like, oh, yeah. I was about to say, um, <laughs> are we planning next year's um, travel uh, according to my, you know, work schedule? Yeah. But I am getting, I am looking forward to uh, work travel as well so I know that sounds it's kind of counterintuitive I'm talking about travel but it's it's just kind of back to our norm again because like that human connection I think that's really what it is it felt really good like today I was able to go have like a breakfast meeting with a couple of my customers I I don't even know if we really got much accomplished other than the fact that we just wanted to like see each other Uh. and kind of start planning for 2022 and it was just I mean, we could have easily had that call or whatever mm-hmm. instead of a, a, a meeting, but it just meant so much more that we were able to see each other in person, talk, see each other's uh, reactions when we're, you know, having a conversation about, you know, whatever is going to be going forward. So it's those kinds of human connection conversations and in-person interactions Yeah, Not that I think t- I personally miss because I'm a Gemini and I... At one point during the COVID time, we live on a lake and there's a little cove and I would sit on my back porch with my computer, beautiful day, and there'd be fishermen. And I would, it would take everything out of me not to be like, hi, y'all catching anything? (laughs) What are y'all doing? How's it going? Is it a good day? And my husband was like, Lauren, do not talk to those poor fishermen. They're fishing in your, like in behind the house, leave them alone. And I would, I would wave and be like, hi guys, good day out there. (sighs) That's like, so funny. I said, he goes, I didn't realize 
you, this is hard for you. I said, yes, this is really hard for me. So explain you, to me I the, what is human. the, what is the Gemini have like, I, I so I did literally We're very this. social people. You need oh. to look into like, you oh, know, I'm so, it's funny you say that. Uh, someone did send me my, uh, what is it? Birth chart. Like someone asked me, what, what time were you born? Where were you born? Yes. That, that kind of thing. You know, and the, yeah. the, the meme that says you need to run from those people. Thankfully, this yes. is, this is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that it was it a girl. It was. It's a friend, though. Yeah, yeah, not 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 a not a romantic thing. But uh, I haven't read it yet. But I, you know, I I find this stuff wildly interesting. But because I am a Sagittarius and I am from what every ex girlfriend has ever told me, the quintessential Sagittarius <laughs> man, which mm-hmm. I think is fine. But I don't necessarily want to believe or think that because I was born on a certain day. In yeah, a certain month, predisposed, yeah. predisposed to be exactly this this way. Yeah, I don't know how that um, makes me feel. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Cause it it's, is very interesting. Well, my my husband and I met. It was, of course, you know, online. We we like to joke that it was at the grocery store, and <laughs> I messaged him first. And in his profile, it said, "Do not contact me if you are a Gemini." And oh my I God. thought that was hilarious as a Gemini, and I contacted him. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest um, is history. And the rest is history. His ex-wife is a Gemini. His daughter's a Gemini. His like best guy friend, Gemini. He is surrounded and he cannot like come out from it. Like he's he obviously attracts them. So it's just a funny story we like to tell people because I feel the same I'm, way about cancer women. Mm-hmm. I uh, I will never ever 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 ever. <laughs> Ever, 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 ever. Well, you say that now, I bet you're going to get married to one. Fuck no. <laughs> Too many really solid, debilitating just life lessons. No, just no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so you'll just have to look up. Geminis are kind of double two-sided. Like they say that there's like, you know, my middle names my old middle name Marie and then I put my maiden name so my husband like is this Marie or is this Lauren you know that sort of a thing um we can be you know just if you look up a lot of um celebrities are Gemini's like Mm -hmm. we're good with people talking that sort of thing so that that I could say I did a um horse not a horoscope I did a like a reading my palms one time and you go to the lady and she doesn't know anything about you she can't look you up on like online or anything she can't google you you just give them your first name and that's it and she's like you're in like a shiny <laughs> beauty and you know, like I mean she nailed it and it was really creepy and she's like this is like the job you're meant to do um and and a lot of people that are in the, you know the shiny things yeah. is what she said that stuff it freaks is. me That's out too though do. yeah oh for sure and i asked her i said are you religious because like sometimes it feels like it could be like a dark thing and yeah. she said, oh absolutely i don't think that i would have this power to know if i wasn't i'm like oh okay Ooh, so interesting yeah, yeah i've yeah, had i've had a uh two experiences with like a psychic and or medium and i found them both to be I would say borderline therapeutic, but also like kind of freaky. Like, you know, yeah. you shouldn't be able to tell me these things. Like, it's just very cool. Also very alarming. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. For sure. 
I think I've gotten super good lately in uh, in like my life of being like super appreciative of like all of like the beauty that there is around life. Like um, I kind of obviously stumbled into this photography career, but it's like so easy for me to get inspired to like make beautiful pictures because like I've got access to so many wonderfully talented human beings like at the touch of a button. Um, what kind of like inspires you in life? Like what kind of fills you up and makes you happy? Um, man, that's a that's a good one. I would definitely say like my kids. I know it sounds mm. cheesy, but that's you know, okay. spending time with my family and um I mean that's that's just kind of what we do and we everything is around like going on vacation together or doing things together, quality time and yeah, I, I, nature. I've fallen fell in love with just sitting on my back porch and watching the birds. I mean, during COVID you notice a lot <laughs> more birds. So I'm like I have a bird book now, kind of nerdy, and I'm looking up what these are. And during quarantine, we even saved a little blue, not a blue jay, a, um, a red cardinal. Oh, wow. He flew into our window and had like an injured wing. And he was just chilling on our back porch for like several hours. And I thought, okay, we got to take him. You know, so we did. We took him. And they said, oh, he just has an injured wing. We're going to give him a shot. And then. You know, I said, well, I want to release him back to my where I live because he he's on my bird feeder like every single day. Mm -hmm. And then they told us that, you know, the the birds, the male birds, the male red birds actually teach the young to sing. And I just thought that was so cool. Mm -hmm. And he sang to us the whole way home. Like oh, once he got sick, he sang in the car, a video of him. And then we released him and he went right to his little tree that we always see him in. And so... Yeah, it's just, I think it's a really cool, very, like, feet to the ground, quiet, no phone, just listen to the birds and sit outside in nature. So yeah. I really enjoy kind of connecting in that way. Being by the water is very therapeutic for me. Yeah, I love that. I've, I've noticed as, you know, time goes on, the less and less time I spend on my phone, the happier and happier my days tend to be filled <laughs> <laughs> uh, sad, sad reality and truth. Um, I like to uh, spend the last bit of every one of my uh, podcast episodes kind of doing like a rapid fire. Um, some are easy, some are kind of heavy question and answer. Um, sure. Feel no pressure there. Take your time. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is your favorite book? I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair I, hate, I hate reading, so no. Okay. No Next question. <laughs> Favorite movie? <laughs> oh, um, I would say like Clueless or any of the happy, you know, the happy Gilmore and the, oh. the funny Adam Sandler, just the, just the cheesy, funny, careless movies. Love that. What's your favorite food? Ooh, Thai food. Anything in particular? Sushi, or just any, any Asian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say pad kimao or pad thai like i want to go to thailand really bad so nice um do you believe in an afterlife yes and no i i'm i'm still like i i'm hopeful that there is something but at the same time i'm at peace knowing like maybe there's not and that's okay yeah i, I like that answer i uh I'm, I would say I was like the biggest cynic asshole for the vast majority of my life. And then I kind of started thinking that like there would be genuinely no purpose to life if there's not something kind of cool after. 
So yeah. feel free to adopt that as your mantra because I think yeah, that's I like I'm that. I'm using that to like make myself feel better about make what it. <laughs> <better, exactly. laughs> yes. So yeah, that's 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 my thing. Um, what are you most proud of? Um, just like where I am now, I would say just to, you know, I have an awesome house, kids, uh, a great job, you know, um, just on a good path and I'm just a happy person, I would say. Nice. I love Being that. happy in what you do. Mm-hmm. What gives you confidence? Oh, um, mm, I don't know. Honestly, I would say time, you know, uh, over time, you just start to kind of gain your own confidence. You go through situations in life that, you know, just kind of makes you grow and learn and appreciate what you have. Appreciate your body and everything yeah. that's gone through. I think that's where I'm at with, you know, going through cancer and having kids. You're like, dang, I can endure this? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that is very awesome. I agree. How do you get over, like, regrets? Like, you know, something that you look back on, you're like, oh, fuck. Why did I do that? I, that's, that's hard. I would say, man, I don't know. I think you have to give yourself grace and forgiveness. You, oh. you you know, it's hard to do that, but you, you know, you can't just be, you know, you can't be mad at yourself. Like it was a time and a place and you're a different person. Then you just have to give yourself grace I, and forgiveness. I think I'm going to steal that. Give yourself grace and forgiveness. That's, that's very good. I like that. That's, that's good. What's the like best piece of advice someone's ever given you? Oh, <laughs> I know it sounds terrible, but I don't know. I don't think anyone's given me any, <laughs> any great <laughs> advice. Um, What's your best piece oh, of advice? You know, what? you know what? I know what it is. I think my dad said this to me like as a kid because, you know, kids talk a lot. You got to talk less and listen more. Yeah. Two ears, one mouth for a reason, right? Yes. Yeah, my yeah. dad. And I think, you know, as a kid, you're, you're running your mouth. But I find that I have to do that with my daughter sometimes. I think we tend to cut people off and not let people – people want to be heard. Mm. Oh, period. yeah. Totally. You know? I've also found that I think getting older – so, like, I'm, you know, Sagittarius, obnoxious, loud. We never shut us up. But I think, like, one of the great joys in life is listening to people and mm-hmm. – the power that you give to them when you're an intent, you know, concentrated listener. Like when you can make someone feel like the things that they're saying are important and they're heard, I think that gives someone, you know, a boost, a, you know, a little juice. You know, it's, it's yeah. a, I know when I'm talking and explaining something about how I feel or about a photo that I took something and someone has a meaningful exchange back with me after it, I was like, wow, they get what I was like saying. Right. Thinking, you're validated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. For sure. Last question. What is one recommendation that you have for everyone listening today? Something that you've like consumed lately, whether it's a podcast, a book, uh, well, obviously not a book, but uh, a movie, a TV show. <laughs> I like audio books. Oh, okay. Like that counts. I, don't wanna, I, I get too distracted and <laughs> it's too hard. So I, I love um, the office. So there's oh, a really yeah. fun like office podcast that they go over every episode. If you're an office fan, it's really fun, light listening. Um, I, I'm trying to think of what I, else I would 
recommend, I mean, for me personally, I would recommend doing something you've always wanted to do. Like whatever it is, to do it, don't wait, do it. You yeah. know, if you want to be the yoga instructor, find a way to, you know, do it. Mm-hmm. If it's, you know, you want some kind of certification, go do it. And I know, and and I'm doing, I'm saying this from example because I've, I did it for myself. And even now in my sales role, if I want to, you know, get some more knowledge or want to move up, like there are so many tools on the internet. You just have to search it and go for it. Like now's the time I feel like there's kind of this revolution of people like really taking charge and going for things that they didn't feel like they should or could before. Oh, like yourself. You're, you know? you're speaking my language. I think yeah. so much of our lives are scheduled. So much of the things that we think we're able to do are predetermined or we feel as if are predetermined. And yeah, we're like, we'll do it later or it's not, it's in our path down the line. But yeah. why, like, why yeah, can why we wait? not simultaneously do all these things? Like, I know sometimes we could stretch ourselves thin and don't do that. But, you know, I mean, if you're bored at night, like, if you wanted to start the podcast, start the podcast. Like, yeah. I'm so I'm glad you said that because like I, I've gotten that a lot. Like, oh, John, like it's so cool. Like you're doing photography. You started a podcast. Like how'd you do that? I was like, I don't know. I bought a microphone. Like that's how I did it. Yes. Like I bought a camera. Like if there's something that you want to do and you've always wanted to do it or something recent that you've learned that you want to do, just fucking do it. I mean, obviously yes. don't rob a bank, but like there are plenty of <laughs> right. positive things that you can do and it doesn't take yes. as much effort as you can imagine. No. I think people are so afraid to fail. Fulfilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are so afraid mm-hmm. to fail because we're, we're just caught up in this like feedback loop of how many likes we get on things and what other people think of what we're doing and we don't spend nearly enough time concentrating on the things that make us happy. And I think that's not the best way to live. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Oh, Lauren, thank you so much for the conversation today. I am so great and so greatly appreciative of this time that we, uh, we shared. I, uh, I just had so much fun getting to know you and I'm, I've become such a big fan of yours in such a short period of time. And obviously you have so much going for you and, and you're just such a light and I'm, I'm so grateful that we were able to uh, to connect and I have a cheesy line I will admit that uh, every time someone comes on my podcast they're part of my family now so welcome oh, I wel- love that. <laughs> welcome to the family <laughs> I, uh, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that we were able to meet I, uh, I'm very hopeful for your your battle with cancer I have no doubt that you're gonna kick its ass and yeah. uh, thank you so much for your time today Yes. No, thank you so much. If you could see me, I have a big old smile on my face. Um, this was a pleasure. And um, I, I just appreciate your time as well. Because I know that, you know, the, the behind the scenes things that people don't know what you have to do and all the editing and all the process. That's the tough part. So, you know, recording it is the easy thing. I just got the easy job. So I appreciate <laughs> you being the best. <laughs> no, no problem. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you.